Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast pre-1872 Cup. The podcast that is bigger than all of us. We are here, Matt, David and Alan, to talk you through the biggest game in Scottish rugby, or so they call it, Edinburgh versus Glasgow, that is coming up just on the other side of Christmas. Alan, obviously you've got Christmas Day on the 25th, but is the 27th of December the biggest sort of festive event that you're looking forward to? Yeah, B- building up to it, it's sort of... you rolling Christmas Day, big stash boxing day, Garibaldi's fingers roll into the Murrayfield bar, 27th day of celebration. Super spreader, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how much COVID would be in Garibaldi's on boxing day? Literally. Worth it. <laughs> Matt, how are you feeling about it all? Excited? Yeah, I mean, it's increasingly sort of become a bit of a, as you grow up and sort of grew up past Santa, 1872, it's just evolved into this great replacement for that sort of childlike wonder and excitement. Um, you know, there's nothing like going and watching Edinburgh against Glasgow in sort of minus three degrees and watching a sort of <laughs> typical 10-9 thriller. So, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on, but we might have to reappraise it. The form that um, Glasgow and Edinburgh have been in in the last couple of weeks, there might be a suggestion of a decent game of rugby, but we don't want to talk too soon. Before that, we'll talk a little bit about news, a couple of bits of signing stuff that we can get into um, as well. And we will look back at Glasgow's fantastic win at the weekend against the Exeter Chiefs. But before all of that, a quick reminder... Um, or about Doddy Aid. You've probably heard about Doddy Aid and everything that um, Doddy Weir and his foundation are doing to raise um, awareness around MND. We have pledged our allegiance to Team Edinburgh and Doddy Aid this year, and you guys can get involved as well. Get onto the App Store, download the Doddy Aid app, 
and register for Team Edinburgh. Then what have you got to do? You've got to spend January exercising, walking, running, swimming, jumping, whatever it is. You can register those miles and pledge them towards Team Edinburgh um, and also raise loads and loads of money for um, Doddy's foundation to fight MND. So that's going to be Team Edinburgh. Keep an eye on all of our social channels. That's Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And within the newsletter on Substack as well, we're going to be talking all about that in the run-up to Christmas and also all the way through January. So very, very exciting stuff uh, to look forward to in the new year. Speaking of exciting stuff in the new year, Alan confirmed um, this morning Sam Skinner, Scotland International, joining um, Mike Blair's Revolution at Edinburgh in uh, for next season. Seems like a very good bit of business. I guess so. I mean, it's quite spenny if the numbers are to be believed. What just just short of three hundred grand? He's got to be up there as one of the top five, probably best paid club players in Scotland. You would think for a Scotland bench option as well. Quite expensive. <laughs> Impact player. <laughs> It is an impact, he, but he doesn't start for Scotland. So it is, you know, in terms of who would the other five be? Hoggy, Price, Finn. Well, actually, they're not. None of them are on this SRU payroll, so that was a bad list. But Price, Price yeah, Price, <laughs> Price Zand- Watson, yeah, Watson, Richie. I would say Price, Watson, maybe Richie. Xander Ferguson, Xander, yeah. maybe um, Fraser Brown, potentially. Rambo is probably on decent money. Yeah, Schumann. maybe not that level. Skewman, I think Skewman will be on good cash. So yeah. But anyway, do you think uh, he's a good addition to this this Edinburgh side? He's probably with Ben Toulis leaving. Yeah, sad to see Toulis go off to Japan. Oh, nice payday for BBT though. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a nice ride with BBT. We've seen the highs and we've seen the lows. Yeah, um, he actually flew higher than probably any of us expected. To be fair, much much higher. I'm honest. <laughs> good um, for him going off and getting a payday, but but Skinner. Um, it's an international experience dropping into this Edinburgh team. Yeah, no, it's good. It'll, and I think he is a kind of like at, at this point in time, he is clearly an upgrade on Ben Tullis. And yeah, again, I guess it'll just be interesting to see how they sort of utilize him. I, I can't imagine, although I might be wrong, that he's going to be getting much game time in the back row for. Um, for Edinburgh, so I feel like they will be looking at him a second row. So it'll be interesting to see how they weigh up him with Gilchrist, Sykes, and and Hodgson. Um, although obviously Skinner was at seven at the weekend, but I, I just don't think he actually is a seven or eight. I think he can play six, but I think it's more likely for Edinburgh they'll see him in the row. Matt, what do you think of this sort of like? What do you think he can bring from that sort of Exeter winning mentality to Edinburgh, who are obviously sort of on the up, but have never really been competing at those top levels? Yeah, I think he's one of those guys who, whatever level he's been exposed to, he's he's rise, uh, risen to the challenge. So I think that he's gone from being like a sort of university and academy player at Exeter to becoming first choice and, and playing well in, in some of their big finals. And I think he's always done really well when he's played for Scotland. Uh, I think back most recently to the South Africa game where he was probably one of our better forwards when it was a pretty difficult day up front. So, yeah, hopefully he brings, although Exeter has been struggling this year, but yeah, as I say, like he's won proper European, English, domestic silverware before that maybe he's the guy to, to bring through the undoubted talent that Edinburgh have. And I actually, I think obviously Richie Watson 
seem like nailed on players, but I think Skinner will be aiming to to unseat those guys. And I, I actually wouldn't be surprised in a few games if you, if you see that happening in, uh, next season. Well, yeah, we absolutely look forward to him uh, joining up um, at Murrayfield in the new season. Um, a lot of speculation going on, Alan, this week about the, the future of some uh, Glasgow players, most notably in the rugby player, rugby paper, sorry, George Turner being linked with a potential move to the Bristol Bears. Can you believe that, well, firstly, do you believe that it's possible that George Turner could be leaving? And w- what do you think of that potential move to Bristol? I think the idea of George Turner leaving isn't out of the realms of possibility. We know his contract's up in the summer um, and, you know, ultimately he's 29 years old. And I can't imagine he's ever had a really, like, proper payday with um, with Scottish rugby. I think when he sort of last signed, when he signed his contract, he'd sort of gone in and sort of, he was clearly sort of second at Glasgow, but hadn't quite sort of started breaking his way into the Scotland team. And it feels like for him, he's probably got, he's got that opportunity for that one big contract. And, I would probably get the sense that he's not going to get it at Glasgow. So Bears was the main option, which is interesting because he potentially would start next season in between Ellis Genge and Carl Sinclair, which would uh, be a pretty, pretty savage, like quite horrible front row to play against. Terrifying. I know. And then I think it was Stade Fonsey and potentially Bordeaux. can't remember. There's one other one. So I think it was Bath. Was it not Bath? Was it Bath? Oh. I think what? Bath got chopped out as a rumour as well, yeah. So clearly his agent is in the market, just stirring a few pots, trying to, trying to make Dodson sweat. And, but yeah, I, if I'm honest, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. I think he's got what, maybe one more big three-year contract in him. And yeah. potentially with Fraser Brown locked down, Johnny Matthews, Luke. I, it's hard, isn't it? It, when you watch that game this or the weekend and how well George Turner played, you'd probably say you want to keep him as much as you can. This guy's good starter, but potential little swap deal for Jake Kerr milling around the, the uh, Bristol. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I wonder if that's just a convenient narrative of one Scott swapping for the other. Um, Matt, we're all but, about convenient narratives, aren't you, yeah. my friend? But I think it's it's interesting in terms of that hooker sort of merry-go-round at Glasgow because it seemed as if I can't remember if it was last season the season before that you know Fraser Brown was potentially going to move on and to someone I think was Ulster the rumour yeah we put it out made, there and John, Johnny yeah. Petrie laughed at us on Twitter yeah it's nonsense <laughs> in the end. but that that could have actually made quite a lot of sense and then you you get him off the payroll and you can spread that across probably the time it was Turner Stewart and now Matthews um, Whereas now you've got a bit of a, a logjam there, actually. I mean, I, I'd like to see them keep Turner, but I wouldn't begrudge him his move. And I think Bristol, despite their recent struggles, is a very attractive place to, to go. <laughs> I, I think, conversely, Stade Francais or Bath could be pretty tough places to be at. And I, I, I particularly think Stade Francais have never really delivered on the, the amount of money they spend on their squad. No, they've not, but an opportunity for George Turner to appear in that um, naked calendar that they do. And sweet gear, to be fair. Very sweet gear. Have, has any other, have any Scots been in that Stade Francais naked calendar before? Well, say yes. Tom Evans? Si- si- Simon Taylor and Hugo Southwell played for Stade Francais. 
I don't know if they were allowed into the calendar. <laughs> Wasn't Tom Evans in it? Maybe Sean Lamont? Yeah, now you say that, I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of naked photos of Sean Lamont kicking around. Whether they were officially in that calendar or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> quite aggressive as well. They are quite aggressive. There's, yeah. quite, there's quite a few videos of um, Max Evans entirely naked as well. Which Is there? Yeah, Where are you finding I, those? I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't recommend watching. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving moving swiftly on from the, the contents of your um, your WhatsApp groups, um, Matt, uh, a word for Pete Horn. Um, we were talking about him on the pod literally last week about what he was doing, um, but he has retired from rugby, taking up a role full time at Air. Um, I mean, Alan, really, really impressive career. Yeah, I saw um, on top of the moon period a stat where I think Pete Horn's played the most consecutive seasons of any player ever for Glasgow ended up being I think 14 between yeah. 2008 and 2021 which is pretty pretty unbelievable given the fact that he's still only what, 30 32 um, and I, I was actually a bit surprised that uh, he was retiring I think um, given the fact that he's never a player that's been sort of defined by either being incredibly quick or incredibly strong etc I thought he might have a little bit more longevity given his kind of games more built on sort of skill and nous but uh no obviously being a bit of a stalwart especially for that title winning season where i think he was in the pro 12 dream team at the end of the year but also a bit of a a, a, a big part of some significant wins in the scotland jersey particularly in the townsend era um over england and france matt yeah that's the thing i think because he just does a lot of the unseen work and it's almost like the the glue between say Finn and Hoggy in, in those kind of performances um you know including the pro 12 final as well in, in 2015 um it's almost like quite easy to forget about him uh and also i think in 2015 you know he might he maybe might not started because Dunbar and Bennett missed out due to injury but in those games, he's clearly shown his his value, and I, I think Finn has said before that he's one of, if not his favourite twelves to to play outside him, just because I think he he gives him that second pair of eyes and has a really good rugby brain, which I think is probably what defines him as a player. Like as as you said, Alan, he's never going to be like the biggest or the quickest, maybe, but he had a really good rugby brain, knew exactly what he was doing, made really good decisions consistently. Um, and I think maybe he was, you know, he he got pushed into emergency action at standoff a few times because he was capable enough to play in that position, but was often put in some pretty difficult circumstances. So, he, you know, I'm sure some people would would judge him unfairly on those performances, but I think overall as a twelve, he's been really consistent, dedicated player throughout his career. Plus fifty percent win rate as well as a Scotland player. Can't sniff at that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I, was, I always remember he kick, he sort of kick started the the fight back in the twenty fifteen World Cup against Australia with oh, that yeah. little pick up at the back of the back yeah. of the ruck and walked over. Do you do you guys know when his first um, cap for Scotland was? Or any guesses? Uh, Two thousand and. 12. 2013. It was in that quad quad series when uh, they lost to Samoa 
think he came off the bench and he got absolute bosh by two laggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that's just not fair. It's, it's not fair at all. Although I think he, <laughs> he then definitely played against South Africa in that sweet game the week later. So it's all good. That was Vern's first tour, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, was that a post? Yeah, post Scott Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like never been so depressed. Did we not lose every game in like the 2013 Six Nations? And then we lost Samoa, the start of the quad series. And then we were up against South Africa. And we were like, oh my <laughs> God, this is the worst thing ever. And that then was when like a lot of people came through there. Like Dunbar was like, came yeah. through on that tour as well. Tommy Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Matt the, make, the making of legends. Um. Well, yeah, well, all the best to Pete Horn. He's going to be taking over a role at at air, so we'll be watching them in the Super Six with interest. Um, but let's focus up on uh, Glasgow from the weekend. Um, Twenty-two-seven winners in the fog at Scotland against the Exeter Chiefs. I mean, we were sort of all watching it in various different different locations, but the WhatsApp group was popping off. I mean, Matt, one of the best performances from Glasgow in, in recent times. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I think certainly under the Wilson regime it, it's probably the best um and i think one, one of the most impressive things was it was difficult to tell how difficult the conditions were but you know from a distance the fact that they were catching any of these passes and particularly how well glasgow did under the high ball was was really really impressive um and i think you know in recent years glasgow got a lot of change out of exeter by attacking in the wide channels with you know hog finn uh, Seymour back in the day and whilst they did that in patches at the weekend uh, actually they almost like took on Exeter at their own game and dominated that upfront battle and from a position of where you know the scrum looked as if Exeter were on top of that Glasgow managed to turn that into real strength winning penalties uh, boss the breakdown I think meters carried I, I was seeing today was double that of of Exeter, and I would say a lot of that came from the pack. Um, so yeah, it's really it's really promising, and I suppose we'll get onto it later. But sets up the eighteen seventy two really nicely because I think Glasgow at full strength, and when they get the intensity and mindset right, they can clearly match anyone really in Europe. I suppose. And um, what what was it about that that? performance in the pack in particular that, that caught your eye and who and who was the sort of the, the front man of that well, i think it was interesting i think because a few people had said that we sh- we tried to sort of fight fire with fire in the la rochelle game where we we're obviously doing like trying to kind of with the 6-2 split and trying to sort of face up some of the forwards but i, I actually think it's like a pretty terrible way of look, looking at it you know ultimately no matter it doesn't matter how you want to play you have to be able to at least match the other forwards up front and not be sort of consistently pushed back and lose lose the game line. And, you know, ultimately, I think we managed to do that for most of the game against La Rochelle, but weren't, weren't quite able to do it. I think with, with this extra match, there was a worry that a similar thing would happen. And I think actually when we went 3-0 down, I was a bit worried that extra would come out in the second half and, and bully us. But um, obviously it didn't happen at all. I think I can actually use the phrase that we, we bullied them. And I think a lot of that ultimately was led by the back row and ultimately Dempsey and Darge. And yeah, I know Dempsey got man of the match, but Rui Darge just is literally the best thing in the world. And who do you think would um, win a fight between um, Dempsey and Darge? 
Dempsey, mate. Do you think Dempsey, just got that bogan sort of uh, Australian thing about it? 100%. Dempsey's seen yeah. some things. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's something about, like, Roy Dodge's eyes. Like, he's seen shit. He's young, but, like... Yeah, so- Dodge, Dodge, Dodge there's, looks there's, like, like an absolute nutter. They're dead behind the eyes, Roy Dodge. <laughs> like, it's kind of a calculated coldness. They definitely God. both both beat up Matt Ferguson. Hell in a Cell, Dodge, Dempsey, Fraser Brown, and uh, George, George Turner. Turner. Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I paid pay good brutal money to savages. That. Yeah, it's uh, no Dempsey. Dempsey would just know too many things. Like Dodge, I'm not Dodge wouldn't lose on like aggression or effort, but Dempsey's just been down this this road before. He, he knows he knows how to squeak out the win. Um, As coined on somebody on Twitter, a, a thunder bastard, which yes. Glasgow have not had a lot of. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, but no, Dodge, I guess with Dodge, obviously, like ultimately Dempsey's key issue has always been injuries. Mm. And ultimately, I think the view was that if he could stay injury free, which, you know, thankfully touch wood, he has, he was going to be actually a pretty sweet, sweet signing. Whereas with like Dodge, you know, whilst obviously when he, he like obviously played in, in um, sort of club rugby and he'd obviously kind of come off the bench for Edinburgh in certain matches. But when he came across Glasgow, I don't think anyone thought that he'd be starting for Glasgow on the flank in kind of like the big Champions Cup games this year. And not only starting, but being one of the standout players and ultimately playing. I know, it was, I know Sam Skinner's not a seven, but ultimately I would say playing Sam Skinner off the park. And I think... Yeah. He's obviously like a good fetch, a good tackler, but he's just like such a good ball carrier as well. He's got very good feet and manages to like ride out tackles incredibly mm-hmm. well. I think, um, I think what Dempsey... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She brings is obviously that ball carrying, which I think frees the rest of the pack to do what they're best at. So. For instance, Darge obviously can carry, but doesn't have to worry about that as much. So can focus on support work and work around the breakdown. And it allows, you know, Cummings or Xander Ferguson, for instance, who I think in normal times do a lot of that heavy carrying to focus on other parts of their game. Like he, he seems to be the, a bit of a, a glue for that Glasgow pack. Do you think they've just told Richie Gray all you need to focus on is lineouts, nothing else? As long he, as you he, very well, he, on this, to be fair. Well, he was very good at lineout, but there's one point he carried the ball, 
and he got absolutely folded in defense in, in attack. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm not sure we should be giving you the ball that often, really, if it's not on the line out or off a kickoff. Do you think like players have just got like so much bigger? I remember ten years ago, like Richard Grave running with the ball. You're like, this guy is a monster, and he was like savaging people. And I know he's like slower, but now he gets the ball, and I feel like he <laughs> just like gets absolutely walloped all the time. Do you think without that mop of blonde hair, he just looks a bit less scary as well? Yeah, I think for sure. I do think he's he's definitely like just lost a lot of pace. Not that he was ever particularly quick, but he's just like a lot slower around the park as well. But it's a big old unit, so he's an absolutely big old unit. I mean, another impressive performance from Ross Thompson or hashtag RT ten um, for Sorry, Glasgow as well. Is, is that coming from Glasgow? Or did you make that up? No. So Glasgow keep calling him RT ten. Um, yeah. my god <laughs> do you think that's, and I'm here think I'm here to start the campaign against it I can't stand it do you think that's a nickname he's got amongst his teammates as like a bit of a joke and they've carried it on Maybe. I'd like to find that out but I think 95% chance that Glasgow <laughs> just made that up <laughs> it's like social I mean, yeah, media social it. media pitch day and someone's like yeah. You ever seen? No, it's come down to the commercial. It's come down from the commercial department. <laughs> they've they've got some RT10 merch that they want to they want to sell in 2022. <laughs> no, he was um, he played really well, and I think uh, the the highlights being those penalty kicks, and I think the way he recovered from missing that relatively easy one. Uh, yeah, the sitter at, at a yeah at a point where it felt right. If Glasgow don't score next, then. There's there's quite a high chance that they conspired to lose this because he game. he missed that at six nil didn't he? Yeah, but then he absolutely banged over the more difficult the next kick one. Yeah, afterwards, um, and yeah, he looked looked really good. I think it was kind of suited to his game in terms of it being a bit more of a controlled performance, a bit more kicking. Um, but I think also his kicking touch, he punt the ball absolutely miles. So it was like another just nice nice option to have. It's nice to have a, th- a a third ten option as well, fourth if you include Hoggy. But to have for uh, Scotland level to have Finn, Hastings, and then Thompson is the sort of like the apprentice to sort of both of them. It's a, it's it's great to see how he's adapted to the pro game over the last sort of nine to twelve months. Sort of really beats the Rue Jackson Tom Heathcote Laidlaw days. Wash your mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> but you you were saying, Alan, like it's amazing how. You know, he was sort of thrown into pro rugby because uh, Hastings was injured and Brandon Thompson sort of had that breakdown in form. Yeah, I was having, um, a look, having a look at it. It was literally 12 months ago and obviously Hastings went down and then Brand. it was basically like they were throwing Brandon Thompson in a situation. They were throwing Pete Horn in a situation and it was basically like anything we can do to not play this kid. <laughs> and then I think he did his proper debut in maybe the second 1872 cup game. Um, yeah. When Glasgow, Glasgow lost the first one and then he came on, came for the second one, maybe as a start. And I think Glasgow won it 23-22. Um, but yeah, it really felt that it was like, <laughs> they were just like so desperate not to have to resort I actually thought he was going to be terrible. I was like, this kid is definitely <laughs> going to be so bad. And then it's like, all oh, right, no, he's he's actually really sweet. Why has he not been playing earlier? 
It's amazing what 12 months makes because Nathan Chamberlain was like the sort of the up and coming yeah. young 10 in Scottish rugby about 12 to 14 months ago. And now he's probably been overtaken by Savala as well, at Edinburgh. Yeah. And Kinghorn. And King, well, of course, Kinghorn, yeah. Um, I did, and then also it was, it was nice to see the pudding get on and uh, oh. get a little kick at the end. Just getting that tally, continuing that, that points hole for Glasgow. I know. Um, and, then, and, and what about that sense partnership? I mean, to Pelotti when he had the ball in hand, just printing his own yards, just like yards upon yards. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a bit of a defining performance from to Pelotti because he's obviously he's looked pretty good in maybe some of the the weaker against some of the weaker teams in the Pro 14, and he, he looked good against Tonga uh, for Scotland. And I, I was beginning to think that maybe he wasn't quite everything he's being hyped up to be, but proved once again, completely wrong at the weekend, like his carrying. And I think the fact he carries the ball a lot in two hands because he can distribute makes it difficult and, and ask questions of the defense because I think he's got a good step and he's got a decent amount of power, but he can get that offloading game going as well. Um, and I think I him the SRU haven't overextended themselves on, Sam Skinner, because the Japan Scouts bonus is just going to be getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> like the cash, the cash pile that they're going to have to pay this lad. They just, on, they just never thought you'd find anyone. So there's just this insane, like incentive, like program set up. <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah. a massive back end. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he gets like ten caps, and it's like a two mil payout. It's like cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, you can have, you can get paid by the yards he makes. Yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, absolute, absolute madness. Duncan Weird, incidentally, I just looked up his Wikipedia. How many points has he scored for Glasgow Warriors across his two spells? Um, over or under 650? Over. Over. Over or under 750? Over. 768 points, oh. including the three at the weekend. <laughs> there you go. Which is actually well, amazing, yeah. is, a, a, is a boatload of points, to be fair. And Matt, um, you, were, you were feeling very smug on Saturday evening about your shout that Josh Mackay is the best signing that Scottish rugby have ever made. You still feeling good about that? Look, I wasn't saying that right now he is the best. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying when he when his time at Glasgow finishes, he will be looked back on as the best signing that either pro side made in the pro era. I think, I think he's just at, I think he's better than his highlight reel showed um, because obviously he has got the ability in attack, and you saw that at the weekend, like that run where he sat down Henry Slade was extremely satisfying. Um, but he does all the nuts and bolts of that fullback back three play, you know, to like the highest, uh, highest standards. Um, and I just think he, he's the kind of guy who I'm sure his teammates look around and see him in the back or see him carrying the ball and just get like a big lift, a whole lot of confidence. Um, yeah. As I say, I think he'll, he'll go down as an unbelievable bit of business. Absolutely galling to look at his um, Instagram and see Will Jordan commenting and being like, I thought you played really well. So Will Jordan's looking at it. He's like thinking that could have been me. That, <laughs> he's thinking that could have been me at Scottsdale. 
they were saying so the back what... three for the New Zealand under twenties, well it must have been sort of three years ago, was Mackay at fullback with Caleb Clark and Will Jordan in the wings. Oh, word. How horrific okay. is that? <laughs> now they're all look- like- they're all looking at the URC wanting to get involved. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Caleb Clark's putting in like proactive calls to Mike Blair. He's like, I need to be there. <laughs> Let me in. But no. I mean it, perhaps looking into the context of the 1872 obviously last weekend we were all sort of celebrating Edinburgh's sort of you know coming of age performance under Mike Blair against Saracens away from home and then Glasgow pop up with this massive um, victory in Europe against Exeter you know 1872 cup who do you think Matt is coming into this as the, as the favourites yeah, it's a good question. I, I think there was a sense at the weekend that this was the performance that from Glasgow, this is the performance that the fans were waiting for under Danny Wilson and that quite rightly people haven't been convinced by him. But you know, here in the, the atmosphere at Scotson at the weekend, I think there's kind of a sense that this team have, have arrived. Um You've always got that spine of the experienced guys who are there. Your your prices, uh, Figursons, Grays, etc. But I think the the new signings are bedding in now, and I think Dempsey and Mackay in particular are just you know make such a difference to that team. Um, and I think the fact that Glasgow have produced those two really good performances against the highest caliber opposition in La Rochelle and Exeter despite their struggles in the league, I think maybe the momentum is slightly with them ahead of Edinburgh, who I still think are doing, I've done really, really well and confidence will be sky high. But I wonder if Glasgow might just have the, might just be slight favourites. What do you think the spread is? I've got it up on Betfair. I was just about to ask a gambling related question. Um, (laughs) I'll go Glasgow by two. Matt? Maybe say Edinburgh by two. But Glasgow by five. Have they? Which is interesting. I I wonder how much that's changed off the back of um, the match of the weekend. But yeah. I imagine the Betfair analysts are listening to this pod to get the sort of the latest. (laughs) And maybe we can move the market. Literally, if they look to like my gambling history, they're now like immediately (laughs) shifting like Glasgow by 10. They're like, if if this guy thinks Edinburgh are going to win, we are golden. Do not worry. (laughs) It's like, I can't, you know, when you you like look at it and it's like deposits and withdrawals, and you go down, there's two columns, just like an empty withdrawal column and just like constant (laughs) run of deposits. Please do gamble responsibly if you're going (laughs) to play the 1872 Cup, though, gang. Um, I mean, Matt, what, what do you think of the key, the key matchups, the key areas that we're, we're going to see on the 27th? I suppose it's, it's difficult to look beyond that back row battle of... Oh, it's tasty, Henry, isn't it? Richie, Watson, and your man, Haining versus Dempsey, Darge, and Matt Fagerston. Like, I think that is Ooh. tasty as. It'd be quite interesting to see Haining, oh, like Aussie against Aussie at number eight. You never know with Haining. He's he's done it before. He's he sometimes pulls out these these worldies in, in the difficult games. So that, think I think Bra- that'll be the most interesting battle. You know, you don't think Bradbury starts? Well, I mean, he didn't start against Saracens, did he? So 
I mean, maybe there's a bit of rotation there. That I would yeah. also like to see that. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, I it, I feel like Dempsey has got a. If Bradbury had some of the qualities of Dempsey, I think he'd be like, like, be a bit more of a bastard, and like just a bit more like move your feet a bit more. Maybe he he'd be like a pretty pretty unbelievable player. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think that back row, and to be fair, the Glasgow front row stepped up at the weekend against an extra pack be interesting to yeah. see how they do against ultimately an Edinburgh pack that was probably pretty dominant against Saracens to be fair big test for another big test for Xander Ferguson very good game at the weekend but this Edinburgh front row who obviously dismantled Saris I mean Matt we are famed for being very very good at front row analysis who do you think is going to get the upper hand there I, I think Edinburgh have just about got the upper hand there. Um, led by Nell, who's in this, his like fifth Indian summer as a as an old prop. Um, I think they've just got the edge. But, I mean, Glasgow took a bit of time to get used to that extra pack. And I think that guy, the guy Nixon, who's playing for Exeter, is definitely not their first choice. And they might be missing a few players. Um, so maybe Edinburgh might have the edge. And I think Edinburgh have got a bit more depth. So players coming off the bench, that might make a bit of a difference come scrum time in the later stages. Did we ever work out if Nixon was Scottish or not? I, I Quick Google didn't reveal anything. And that's as far as my research ever goes. So probably not. Yeah, it, I never go deeper than the front page of Google if it's not on there. That's fair. It doesn't, it doesn't count. I think Before, it was one, I, I don't know if it was the Ultimate Rugby app or a app. We got a message from somebody saying that there was a Scotland flag next to Nixon. So if anyone does know the genealogy of the Nixon family, please do please do uh, get in touch. Uh, we've got a direct line into the SRU as a scouting operation. So please do, uh, please do let us know. Um, what about behind quick, the scrum? Oh, sorry, say, go ahead. One, one quick question is... Will Cummings do a short line this weekend of the 1872 Cup and hold the ball? Have Betfair got a, a, a spread open on what, that? What are the odds on him hitting an unbelievable sweet line and knocking on the ball? He did do he did that, that Pete yep. Cummings line at the weekend, didn't he? I just love it. It's so It looks so good. And if he could just hold it onto the ball, <laughs> he would make so many yards with that sweet outside-in line just off nine. But it's, quite, like, it's quite Brody Retallick. Retallick likes that really tight line <laughs> off nine. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. usually does hold on to the ball and, and carry well. I think he's getting his iron. Coming, he's coming back from injury. <laughs> he's, he's getting his iron. You know, maybe we one drop um, in the eighteen seventy two, but beyond that, he'll. I think he'll hit a sweet one. He'll, he'll catch one one of these days. And, um, and, and what about behind the scrum? I mean, an Edinburgh team that are scoring tries. I think their their average per game is something like three and a half since Mike since Mike Blair joined and this Glasgow team is box of tricks in the back in the back line. Matt, is this are we in danger of seeing a good game of rugby? I feel like we've said this before and Glasgow <laughs> and Edinburgh have been able to put out like full noise teams and yeah. cancel each other out or just you know forgotten how to catch the ball. Um, they just know each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wonder if you know it's the could term it the battle for the first minister, 
Buffelli against Josh Mackay. Oh, um, I think that would be quite interesting. Um, both like quite similar players, I think, um, do the basics really, really well and have a bit of star quality. Um, I think maybe evenly matched. I think maybe Glasgow have the edge in the centre slightly, where Edinburgh just have rotated quite a lot. Sure. Um, but yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's two teams now, I suppose, who want to play rugby versus in recent battles, it's been more expansive Glasgow versus Cockrell-led Edinburgh. Cockrell and then Solomons-led Edinburgh. Not, play, yeah. not played rugby in the capital for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Alan, if I, if I could push you beyond the, the, the five-point spread on Betfair, if you were going to be putting your money somewhere for the 1872 Cup, where are you, who are you backing? I, I actually think that Glasgow are going to have the edge. I think Glasgow might take down both matches. Ooh. Ooh. And I'm going to go with, in Edinburgh, Glasgow by three, and then at Scotston, Glasgow by ten. Yikes. Ooh. Ooh. Matt, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, I could see that. I, th- I think it'll be one apiece. I think Glasgow win at home and then Edinburgh will take it in the reverse fixture. Uh, could do with, Glasgow just, could do with the wee juicing of their numbers for the URC, just getting themselves safely true. into the top eight. That would be quite a good outcome overall. Yeah. One win each. Maybe five points across the over- overall thing. Be quite good. Yeah, I think I think so. I I, th- I can see it going one apiece. I can see Edinburgh winning at I can see Edinburgh winning it at Murrayfield. Um, but Glasgow at Scotland does look like a, a formidable um, formidable challenge at the moment. Obviously, o- Omicron um, pending twenty seventh. How many days do you think it is until we've got Jason Leach on the SRU podcast? We can't be far away. We can't be far away from him doing an J- appearance. Jason Leach, Tom Kitchen crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a cookery class for Jason Leach, and at the end, he just drops in the fact that the whole of Scotland's going into like tier three lockdown. Health and safety and staff management in restaurants and kitchens. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, any other business, lads, before we wish everybody a Merry Christmas and send them on their way? No, no short and sweet. Well, short great. and sweet and that's how we love it if there is any other business it is to get onto the app store and download the Doddy Aid app and sign up to Team Edinburgh principally but look if you're not if you can't do that please sign up to one of the other teams um, Glasgow the Borders Barbarians for our international listeners our listeners in um, China and North Korea you guys can sign up to the Doddy Barbarians please do that um, and uh, just get out there and raise as much money as possible for MND we will be back possibly between the 1872 cup matches. Um, If not, we will see you in the new year. Merry Christmas and enjoy the holidays. Cheers. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.